Hi there, it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Well, greetings to everyone today. I'm excited to be with you. I know that I haven't recorded or posted anything in the last couple of weeks, but I've had a lot going on, and uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that, but so glad you joined me, and we are going to talk today about five things that are going to help you this week, and as I was praying and asking the Lord, what do you want me to share with my listeners and I haven't posted anything in a while. Um, The Lord just dropped some things in my heart. I thought I knew what I was going to do, but then there was a change. And so I've had fun uh, just charting this out to give it to you, and I hope it will bless your week. Let me hear from you if it does. I always love hearing from my listeners. And um, so just a quick recap, the last few weeks, There's been several things going on, just to be transparent in my life. Um, First off, I had had an injury a few weeks back when we had gone on vacation, and I kept thinking, I had a fall, and I kept thinking it was going to get better, and I just needed to stretch more, and I needed to, to, you know, just kind of go ahead and, and... keep pushing through and, um, you know, sore muscles, hurt and everything. Well, to make a very long story short, after an MRI this past week, I found out that I have torn my abductor muscle. um, And that's the muscle that stabilizes you when you walk and do a whole lot of things in life. And it also damaged my sciatic nerve and it had caused an awful lot of pain. And um, I have no idea, you know, how, how to handle it. But I know God is. I feel better now. And I um, saw one doctor, and he's referring me to a specialist. So I hope to be on my feet literally um, because this certainly does cramp my style, if you know me personally. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, in the midst of that uh, battle and a sinus infection, so I just have had a lot of things to overcome. And yet God's been so faithful. And two, I had uh, just some time with my family, which I have really enjoyed, and grandbabies. Um, My two boys were in town for a week, and so that made things lots of fun and lots of activity and all. So I've had to really practice some self-care and just step back and do less and uh, just really try to listen to what God is saying to me in all of this because you know he's in every situation that we face in life so that's just a quick update um you can pray for me i would certainly appreciate it as i navigate just having to move slow and use a cane and like i said all these things cramp my style 
Uh, but what are the five things that are going to help you with your week? Um, so number one, and if you've got a pen and paper, you might want to just sit down, jot these things down to remind you, maybe put them on a note card, sticky, sticky note, somewhere where you'll see them, and just be a little reminder. When I'm trying to focus on something, that's one of the things that I do. I need to put it in my car, put it on my mirror in my bathroom, um, whatever. Um, on my phone so I can remember. So hopefully this will bless you and um, let's dive in. So number one, the first thing I think that's going to help you this week is to plant yourself in God. And you may say, okay, what, what exactly do you mean by that, Kathleen? I mean, first thing in the morning, give him a little bit of your time. It doesn't have to be a long time if you've never developed a quiet time. You know, start with something simple, five minutes. Um, but what happens is when we take a little bit of time at the beginning of the day, because our days can be hectic and before we know it, they're gone, it helps us focus. It helps us be mindful of the Lord. It gives Him the first, the first fruits of our life. And I know that that can be hard, especially if you have young kids or, you know, you've got a busy schedule. Um, but it's one of my favorite times of the day. And I'm to wake up early and just have that time alone with the Lord. My coffee, light a candle, just kind of sit and be. I think we're so busy, we need time to just be. Because what I found in my life is it stabilizes me. It helps me start the day on the right foot and stabilize me. And when we're planted in the Lord, it's what keeps us stable in times of disappointment, changes, and loss, and you know, something hits us that we don't know is coming. When you plant yourself in the Lord, you think about it, a tree, a plant, when their roots go down deep, and that's what happens in the morning when we plant ourselves in the Lord. We just kind of nourish those roots in our emotional life, in our spiritual life, and as those roots go deep, it helps us be stable and all. I look at, um, you know, even my current physical situation, this abductor muscle. And, you know, the abductor, like I said, when you take a step, it's what keeps you stable. And so with that muscle not being attached right now, I have to use the cane to keep me stable or otherwise I can fall. And it's the same way in our everyday life with whatever we're, we're doing. We're in a business meeting and all of a sudden things go a different way than we think they should and we're in a crisis or um, you know we have a car accident or our child falls and breaks their arm you know all of these things but when you I think start your day with the Lord it helps you remember throughout the day and can just be you know it's it's like one of those things like it's kind of like taking vitamins it's just good for us certainly is for me. I remember hearing one day something, um, it was a little saying, it said, hello, this is God. I will be handling all of your problems, so have a nice day. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was just so cute. It's like when we get up in the morning, you know, well, hello, Lord. You know, and for me, what that looks like is, you know, as I sit in my quiet time, just telling the Lord I love Him. 
and saying, Lord, I'm here to just be with you. Now fill me with your love. It's kind of like filling myself, keeping myself filled up. Um, and that's starting in the morning. In Psalm 92, I want to read you a scripture. And this is what made me really think of this. I was reading in Psalm 92 this morning, uh, verse 13 through 15. And it talks about a righteous man. Now, a righteous man is not a perfect man, but it, it's a man whose heart or woman whose heart is turned towards the Lord. And it says, um, it's talking about a righteous man and those that walk with God, that they're planted in the house of the Lord. In other words, you're planted in God. You make him first, first and foremost in your life. It says, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. And that's going to take me with what we're going to talk about next. Um, what is the courts of our God? And I think that's just bringing God into our every everyday life, which is what this whole podcast is all about. Um and then it goes on in verse 14 to say, and this is Psalm 92, verse 14, and I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. It says, growing in grace, they will still thrive and bear fruit and prosper in old age. They will flourish and be vital and fresh, rich in trust and love and contentment. They are living memorials to declare that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock. There's no unrighteousness in him. And so, you know, what was exciting to me is when we plan ourselves in the Lord and we look to him and we spend a few minutes um, just in prayer, but in quietness and listening to him and in scripture, it can make such a huge difference. And as someone that's 63, um, knowing that, you know, my life isn't over, I can still bear fruit and thrive and flourish and be vital, no matter what comes along when I plant myself in the Lord. And, you know, I was thinking about it. It's like we, we drive cars. A lot of us drive cars. Uh, maybe you don't have a car, but drive a car. But in with our car... And we have to fill it up or it's not going to run. And so it's important that you fill it up with the right stuff. I have a regular regular vehicle, but if I put diesel in it, it's not going to work because I don't have a diesel car. It's important that we put the right stuff. And I think when we plan ourselves, when we go to the Lord first thing in the morning, it's so crucial and it crucial and helps keeps us filled up throughout the day. Okay, so the second thing, that's going to help you this week is to tap into his presence. Keep running to him. Okay, we started our day with him, but keep running to him throughout our day. In other words, turn your heart towards him. Turn your thoughts. Turn your minds, no matter what's going on. Keep that ongoing conversation with him. You know, whether you're driving a car, riding the bus, riding a train, doing dishes, uh, walking down the hall at work, keeping your kids with your grandkids, whatever. When you just turn your hearts in just a moment, nobody even has to know you do. It's like your, you know, your mind just turns to him and thinks about him. Um, turns to him and says, "Okay, Lord, I need you to fix that for me. 
and you go right along. It makes our life fun. It keeps the stress away. It pushes stressful things away. Um, and it helps us hear Him. It helps us listen to that still, small voice. And, you know, the other day I was praying for one of my coworkers, actually, and the Lord just dropped some things in my heart to tell her. And um, I just made note of that because my heart was turned to the Lord. When I ran into her in the hallway the other day, I said, oh, by the way, I was just praying for you and that situation. And I shared with her what I felt like the Lord had given me. And she just grabbed me and hugged me. And both of us just had chills because it was just one of those aha moments. And um, it's just important that we listen to him. And we do that as we tap into his presence. And, you know, for me right now, um, in some of the things I'm doing, and it might be, but in my job, um, where I work, I work through just a couple of days a week, and I'm working with helping people in the community of Uvalde, Texas, uh, recover from different things because of that tragedy last May 24th. But, you know, as I'm sitting there and looking and talking sometimes to people that I work with in the community, or that have come into our facility, one of my questions is turning my heart to the Lord and saying, Lord, where are you in this situation? Help me to see what you want to do and how you want to help this person. So it's just turning my heart, even in the midst of listening and, and listening for that still small voice. It says in Psalm 27, verse 5, it says, and then I'm going to talk about verse 8. It says, For in the day of trouble, and tapping into his presence, you know, another way of saying that is abiding with him. It says, For in the day of trouble, he will hide me in his shelter, in the secret place. And that's just something between you and the Lord. Of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock. So it's like when we abide with the Lord, when we walk with Him throughout our day, when we turn our heart to Him, not just first thing in the morning or when we lay our head on the pillow at night, it keeps that ongoing conversation and keeps Him a part of our everyday life. But He hides us and then He lifts us up so we see things clearer. He lifts us above our circumstances. He helps us. I know just with this injury and not feeling good and I've had a bad, bad um, cough too. It's like I've had to just push through, but as I've turned my heart to the Lord and just allow him to give me strength, fill me up, keep my heart settled because I still have the same amount of things to do uh, and have to move slower, but it's helped me so much in just finding the joy and peace of where I find myself, no matter what it is, you know, uh, had to get two of my tires ran, ran over in the last week, uh, two different screws on two different days. So I found myself in the tire shop. Well, you know, there's not a whole lot for a girl to do in a tire shop, but I could tap into the Lord's presence in the midst of that waiting. It says in Psalm 91 verse 1, it says, His presence hides me, helps me, and shows me how, well, 
That's my interpret. Shows me how to get things done and overcome. And so let me just read to you Psalm 91 verse 1. <clears throat> because here's what it says. And this is again in the Amplified Bible. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh my word. How powerful is that? It goes back to that stability thing that we've been talking about. It goes back to being close to God throughout whatever's going on, whether it's car trouble or troubles in your marriage or troubles with your kids or troubles with an illness or a sick loved one. There's all of that, but tapping into his presence and it helps me to see how to get things done and how to overcome. You know, I found something in my journal, and this was written back in 2008. In 2008, my mother was very sick. Um, a lot was going on. I was in social work at that time, um, full-time ministry. A lot was going on. And here's what I found in that journal. I had the Lord, um, as I was just kind of writing about just things I was so concerned about and worried about at that time. It said, be God conscious, conscious of me all day, all the time, and you will have a wonderful life. That's what I felt the Lord speak to me that, mo that morning. Be God conscious, conscious of me all the time, and you will have a wonderful life. And I didn't remember writing that. I do remember all that was going on at that time. But I thought that was so the Lord's strong words. And I do now remember practicing that. And that's how I first started. So wherever you are, you got to just start somewhere. So we, let me encourage you in that. So number three. All right. Number one, plant yourself in the Lord. Number two, tap into his presence throughout the day. Number three, remember he is with you. You're not alone. I heard a lady I was talking to the other day says, uh, and she lives alone. She said, I have to do everything by myself. And she's right. She does have to do, all, you know, all the chores and bills and grocery shopping and everything by herself. She doesn't have a helper. And, but I was also reminded, because we always do have a helper, we may feel all alone. We may feel like we've got the weight of the world on our shoulders. But um, it tells us in Hebrews 13, verse 5, he says, I will never leave you. Never will I forsake you. Isn't that wonderful? He never leaves us. He never leaves us. He's always right beside us. And you may say, well, Kathleen, I don't feel him right beside me. I feel like that crisis happened and, you know, oh my gosh, and why did he let it happen and why this and why that? Well, we don't have to understand something all the time to make it better. We do need to understand that God is with us. And again, we can always turn our hearts to him with whatever's going on. It tells us in Deuteronomy 31 verse 8, it says the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. 
He will never leave you, never, or forsake you. So do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. That's what he tells us in Deuteronomy 31 verse 8. Oh my goodness, that is such a powerful scripture. I think I talked about that last time, but it's one that <clears throat> I've just gone to even in the news. You know, when I was getting news from the doctor about the MRI and he said, get you a cane and you can't do this, you can't do this, you know, and giving me the news and I was in a lot of pain. Um, as I sat in my car and had a little cry, I was reminded that he goes before me, he is with me, he doesn't want me to be afraid, and he doesn't want me to be discouraged. And so, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful for that scripture. It's a great one. I give it to you today. Free. Okay. And, I, you know, remember times like so afraid of losing my mom and uh, when she was sick and that was before I lost my husband. But I remember, you know, God just saying to me, you have everything you need. You've got me. And it was such a profound, again, that was written in my journal. And it's so true. And I can tell you on down the road, and this is really before I lost her, um, actually a couple of years. Mom just really hung in there. But those days were tough because her caregiving wasn't very easy and we didn't have a lot of answers at that point. So let's go on to the fourth thing that's going to help you this week. Tell fear to go. It's not your friend. And if you've listened to my podcast much, you've heard me speak on this before. I've got a podcast on freedom from fear. Um, there's a podcast, there's podcasts on anxiety. So check those out. But, you know, it seems like there's every day, there's something that tries to rob us of our peace and our joy. And fear makes us try to control. So that puts extra things on our plate. And, you know, we're really not in control of anything and we can't control anything and you may say well now Kathleen I don't know about that but it's really too true you nor I are powerful enough to make certain things happen now there are things we should do things we shouldn't do but if somebody gets angry with you you're not powerful enough to not make them be angry that's their choice that's what they're choosing to do um, but there's so many things, you know, that can rob us of our peace and our joy and create stress and pressure and make us afraid. And, you know, it tells us in Isaiah, Isaiah 41 verse 5 says, um, Do not fear anything, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand. That hand of justice, of power, of victory, and salvation. Again, this is from the Amplified Bible. Um, my mom used to read from the Amplified all the time, and so I still like to pick it up. I've got several Bibles that I use in my study, and <coughs> excuse me, that's the one that that I was in just doing this this study but um, you know I think it's so important 
to even sometimes we may have to physic we may have to verbally speak that out fear go you're not my friend anxiety go you're not my friend satan loves to kill still and destroy but jesus has come so we can have life and life abundantly and really in any situation that we find ourselves fearful whether it's a relationship situation whether it is a problem at the at work uh, it could be anything it's about not about how strong we are but about how big we let god be in our life and you know i found that written in in my journal too um the lord just telling me one day it's not about how strong and capable you are it's about how big you let me be in my life and so it's like for each of us it's like magnifying god more than our problem or our situation um and turning our cares over to him you know again be god conscious conscious of him and you'll have a wonderful life i think it's so so true and powerful the fifth thing as i wrap things up is to keep hope alive psalm 27 13 and 14 says I would have despaired had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Whatever your situation is, Look to the Lord, wait for Him, and be conscious and confident in who He is and how He's going to fix it. It almost makes it like an adventure. When we don't know how something's going to flush out or what it's going to look like, when we give that to the Lord um, and commit it to Him, then it's kind of like, well, I wonder how you're going to work this out. So anyway, just to recap real quick, five things to help you through today. Plant yourself in God. First thing in the morning, tap into his presence throughout your day. Remember, he is always with you and you're never alone. Tell fear to go. It's not your friend and keep hope alive. Wow. Well, thanks so much again for joining me. Uh, I just, it's a privilege to just share with you different things because God has made such a difference in my life and he loves you, loves you, loves you, loves you. Let's pray. So Father, I just thank you for who you are and what you're doing in each of our lives. And Lord, even in the, the little things we have to overcome and the big things, you're right there with us. So help us to give you the first and best part, Lord, of our day and our time. Help us to tap into your presence. Help us to remember that we're never alone. Lord, help us not be intimidated by our circumstances, by people, um, by inadequacy. And God, in the midst of everything, help us to keep hope alive, knowing that somehow, some way, no matter what's going on in our life, you're going to help us come through. In Jesus' name, amen. So, hey, if you like this podcast, I encourage you to share it with a friend. Uh, shoot me an email to let me hear how you enjoyed it. 
um, Kathleen Maxwell one at gmail.com and um, I hope you have an awesome week. Catch you next time.